I'm J.R. Todd. I'm Antron Brown, and this is The Skinny. From Fathead Studios in Speedway, Indiana, this is The Skinny. So, A.B., the boys went out. J.R. Coletta mm-hmm. went out and got in the midgets <laughs> out, at, I, at, out, out at the Speedway. Speedway. Where were you? Brother, I was off doing a sponsor event, but I'm going to make sure I am free. That and clear. was a sponsor event. I yeah. know. I yeah. know. I think you got their shirt on, actually. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. I know. Well, I got told about this year. This year is like, you know, and they told me about JR and Dougie out there. And I can't believe they put you in a real race car. Them That's what I keep saying. Them. I'm like, they had to race them jokers, man. I said, did they know, did they know they had a chance of not getting them back? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so the best part is someone finally sent me a video. It's like a couple months later. They're in the infield, and like Christopher Bell is like somewhat in the video. And you can just see, like, every time I go in the corner, like, he's just nervous. He's like pacing back and forth. Like, he's like, yeah. Lord have mercy. He's going to jump I, my I, car. I, I feel car. that guy's pain, car. yeah. yeah I, you were worried. He was scared to death. Yeah, exactly. You were going to crash that right. car. Yes. I'm like, oh, I might have been a little close to the wall that time. He told the story last time he was on the show, and he, he said, as soon as I get back, he said, Keith Coons looks at me and said, don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but Nugget. no, that, that stuff is like, just like anything, the more you do it, like the more you get more comfortable, yeah. like, all right, I'm yeah. getting a little more ballsy now. Like, yeah. let's try this. But it was fun. Dougie probably loved it. Oh, yeah. It's like, for them, like that kind of stuff's like riding a bike. Dude, yeah. I used that. That's where he came from. Yeah, we used to roll in. We used to roll in when I was, you know, uh, many years younger. We would roll into Anderson, you know. And, uh, and at the time, nobody had any any haulers, any stackers, any right. stuff. There's a black semi there with gold leaf lettering in the back corner. It says Coletta, and that's all it had to say. And, and yeah, it was him, he, and he would, he would go out and ruin people. Yeah, he crushed people on pavement. Yeah, yeah. big time. He could have had a pavement career. I, I mean, think like so, in, for sure. In IndyCar, NASCAR, I mean, he was that good. He was that smooth, yeah. but... Conrad said, we're going the other direction here. He's we're going one, straight. Uh, Doug, Doug's the one that I'm really blown away has not won over here and has not won he, that championship, he, man. Because he, every time he rolls up, you know, man. like that dude could win every race he let, shows up at. Absolutely. Let, let me tell you something. I looked at Doug and almost had the same feeling because Tony Schumacher almost did to me, and we had him hands down, no problem. Like, we haven't lost the first round the whole year. And Dougie went where – Tony had to go to last run and set a world record and win the race. Set a world record. By like a but, minimal but, amount. Yeah, can't do it by too much because right. he had the backup run to back it up so it can't be like, like, like really right, get it right. out, right? And does it inside like the most impossible thing, not like impossible thing to do. And does it? And and you see Dougie's face on TV. Like people thought he said, "You got to be kidding me." But he had a couple f bombs in there between that. You got to be kidding me. You know what I mean? And I'm looking. I'm like, how? Because that man was on fire that year. You know what I mean? And Dougie, I have battles with him too in some of the championships we won, where we battled out against each other. And I mean, the man could drive the car sideways. He leaves on time. He drives the car. It's just like, like winning the championship, you got to be good all the time, but you got to have things fall in place at the right time. A little bit of luck. Right. You got to be at the, like, like you just can't hit it good in the beginning of the year. You just can't hit it good at the middle of the year. You've got to be good throughout. And that's just, I think, what's been his Achilles heels where 
they've been good throughout the whole year, but they always have a stride where they have a little misfortune. And not like they're not running bad, not like Dougie did a bad job, but some fluke happened, like a parts failure or something breaking, you know? Exactly. Bad batch of disc or some silly Well, like one thing, like the shoots came out, I think it was last year, year before last, the shoots come out on the burnout. Like on race day, like, come on, man. Yeah. Can't have, like... Oh, it, dumb stuff that doesn't happen happens to him at the wrong time. It does. And, and we all been victims of it. Because I remember two races left with the Tony Schumacher deal, right? 2012. Haven't lost a race first round all year. Have qualified in the top four all year. And we, we never really lost the first round. First race out, we qualified two in Vegas. We go out there. Our management box didn't work, so it ain't in the clutch. So we, so it literally nuked the clutch out the car, dropped the hole. And I was putting across the line, and Belushi crawls past me, blipping the throttle on and off, and beats me. If I won that, championship done. First race, Pomona race, Spencer Massey. Shook and smoked the tires off the line. I'm way down the racetrack. You know what happened? My fuel line busts off. Busts off. Black fires the supercharger. Burns my hands up and everything. And I go crossing across. The parachute's out. Spencer limps around me and wins. Like, both of them, I had a one. All I do is win one round. Two races, but like I said... And that's been Doug's whole career. Basically, yep. Whole career, like dominating, like dominated people all yeah. year long. Yeah. What I thought was cool, though, the year that Tony did that, the next night at the awards banquet, you know, like we all get announced like two through ten go up on stage together. Like when Doug got announced number two, like the entire room stood up and gave him a standing ovation, like basically like recognizing that he yeah. should have won the championship. Yeah. I th- like I thought yeah. that was way cool. You did enough this year, man. Right. You yes. really did enough yeah. this year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he's got here. quite the business himself with the flying services. Yeah, I mean, the old man, like, is at the top, you know, doing what he's done so far with this coronavirus and what have you. But Dougie is, like, low-key, like, right there beside him. Like, no one really understands, like, Dougie's flying business. But it's uh, he yes. doesn't have the big 747. But he's got, like, 20, he's 20 got a, planes He's a lot of planes. Like and, and now he's starting to do a lot more with DHL and... He flies for like a lot of the uh, auto manufacturers. Just uh, he's got a lot of planes and does really well. Yes, he does. And is he is he flying international as well, or is uh, it mainly stateside? I, I think it's mainly stateside. stateside. And the Connie's the one. Like his planes, I mean, he has over twenty. I think almost thirty seven forty sevens, and they're all moving all around the world. Just nonstop. thirty. The business is where your guys' shop is, so, or vice so, versa, right? The 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 race shop used to be where uh, the business is at the airport Willow Run. We're probably uh, five five ten minutes from there now. And then uh, the where they keep the seven fours like that's probably three hours north in northern Michigan. It's like an old uh, army base that he has up there. It's pretty uh pretty wild. You go up there. We went two three years ago, and he's got other airlines sending their seven forty sevens up there for maintenance. Like you'll see some commercial airlines. They're like, what are these things here for? Like oh, like the old man has one of the very few dinos in the world or whatever to test these things they send their stuff here for to get engine rebuilds like he's got it pretty cornered on what he's doing (laughs) when toyota really started stepping into drag racing they had asked me they had asked you know ed because i'd known ed for a long time and ed was starting to take that side of it over as well with the motorsports side and everything back in the day and he said he said, you got to give me a heads up. Who are these teams? He goes, I don't know any of these people. I said, and I remember the specifically telling him, Coletta, he doesn't need your money. That's your best bet. You know what I mean? <laughs> he doesn't need your money. Lucas, he doesn't need your money. That's another one of your best bets. Right. You know? And, and uh, 
you know, but it, it was, you know, Ed was walking in blind, you know, here you got a, you know, and now geez, where they are with the, you know, with you guys and everything they do. And, and I mean, it's, it's, it's really, really cool to see where that is, has grown to, but it, it was, it was kind of crazy in the beginning. It's, it's, it's been amazing to see how Toyota and TRD has come over and what they have facilitated in motorsports in general is like, people don't realize the backbone that we have. Like when they see Toyota on our cars, because I ain't a Toyota engine, that's ain't nothing. No, they help us develop everything that's on this race car. And they have engineers that take you to a whole step beyond. And Coletta, they've always been very, very competitive, okay? But I can tell you one thing for sure is when TRD got involved, and JR knows what I'm talking about because he went from being a competitive funny car team to a championship-winning funny car team. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah. that was – I saw it with my own eyes because I saw their cars like they were good. They can win a race and then – win another race and go here, go there, but they could never put a string of things together. Like, I mean, back to back to back to back to back what it takes to win a championship. Right. Well, there's a difference when things line up and you have a good day versus the team that's actually leading the way, that's charging ahead. Yes. And and that's what TRD brought. And we we chatted about that on a previous show, Shaggy bringing Shaggy and Slugger and these guys. They just think out of the box. So they're they're not tied in to where all the drag racing guys have been tied in for 15, 20 years. They come in with a fresh mind, and they're they're looking at everything from from ten thousand feet, if you will, down there. And mm-hmm. it's like we can make this better. And what's why is this like this? Why you know why don't we take a look at this? It's Absolutely, just their their brain is unbelievable. Because they're used to winning championships, whether it's circle track, dirt tracks, anything Ivan, that it even Ivan Stewart, like you know, straight yep. line. When they get into it, they get in at full bore. And, it, and, it, and for me, I've like, like, I'm a fan of the sport, so I watch everything. I, right. look at every, I look at even other drivers' demeanors on how they handle certain situations, crew chiefs, crew guys, how they're going to get through this or how they're going to get through that. And I remember distinctly because I remember seeing JR's mindset change. He became a champion. And I'm talking about it because he's here. That confidence, right? Well, yeah. You can see the difference yeah. because now – the difference of it was before it was happy if they just did well or if they won this race or won that race. Well, now is a different expectation, you see. And when you become a champion, you get that. You get that built into your mind. That's what a lot of people don't know from the outside is when you see them got that swagger, that stance. When things don't go right, it's like, this ain't how it's supposed to work. Right. Like, I'm not like, we should be out here winning, going rounds, taking care of business, and when it doesn't happen, you see JR now, like, hold up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. Hold up. Like, <laughs> same way that I get. Right. You get what I mean? And yeah. you can tell and you can see that in different drivers and teams once they, once they get that chip. You get what I mean? Yeah. They don't have that chip until they get there and get that chip. And, I mean, once you win that championship, that's when they start getting that chip because they feel like this is where they belong and this is where they need to be. And we need to be there. Ain't no more like, oh, man, we had a good weekend. No, no, no. no yeah, that's, no, that's no, not acceptable, no, right? No, no. You know, we were talking about with the fan base, you know, hockey is great to watch on TV. It's exciting. NHRA is great to watch on TV. It's exciting. But, man, there's nothing like being there. Oh, and, yeah. and we got to get more people yes. in the stands. And uh, and because it is a great sport, and it is a, it is uh 
It is. Uh, it is. It's. It's like a. It's like a daredevil sport. I mean, I really don't know how else to put it, but that's you know, really, it's crazy. Like from the time when I wasn't driving full time, you know, I, you know, I spent a lot of time at the sprint car races and made a lot of friends and buddies over there, and you know, like they, I guess, kind of respected me as a driver, but just always kind of laughed it off, like, oh, you just go in a straight line, like it ain't a big deal, like whatever, and then and then like. Once I started racing full time and some of our races overlaid with them, like got them to come out, like it totally changed their mind. Like, like this is awesome. Like right. you guys are nuts. Like that, right. like almost makes me feel good. Like when they say something like that, like I didn't want to tell you like you guys were wrong or right. dumb for like kind of half ass making fun of me for right. being a drag racer. But it's just, it's just different. Like I respect what you guys do and vice versa. It's There's nothing like sitting in an ounce tower and calling a, a fuel race and seeing just how straight they don't go. Correct. But you have to have that angle. And you have to you watch those things black track down through there. Yes. And it is unbelievable how much they are moving around. It's like, don't think they're not driving their ass off. That, because it is not going straight. And it doesn't want to go straight. No, it no. wants to kill itself. It's pissed off at the world. That that's something I wish that our TV show would bring into play is like I, I like bowling, like time off, like a bunch of us get together, go drink beer and bowling. So I got those from Pro Bowlers, so I'll watch it when it's on TV. And they've come up with a technology that's like a ball tracer. They'll show, you know, the curve of the ball going down the lane. Like, that's what they should do for us. Golf as well, right? Yeah, yes. like over, yeah. Overlay, overlay the lines on a run and see, you know, yeah. who is doing a good job keeping that thing straight and, like, who's not, basically, because they're not going straight. If you Like I said, if you see a yes. run that is going straight – Nine times out of ten, that driver's driving his ass off inside the car, making it look boring. And they ought to go split screen. They ought to go split screen to where they are showing it. If we could do something behind the cars, you yeah. know, it would be super cool and let them, let them chase them down with the zoom lens, you know? Yep. I don't know if you're going to chase them down, but you're going to yeah, see You're not going to chase them. <laughs> no. I think, you know, like what you see at uh, football games out, those cable cams are over across yeah. the field. Like, yeah. Just run a cable along, you know, the track. And have the camera already going so far down track before we go. And when we go blowing by that camera, like that'll put it, you know, give you a, a good perspective of how fast we're going. Or like, well, that's, yeah, those uh, things that's... move around so much more than you guys get credit for. And especially the funny cars. I mean, they knock a cylinder out, you know, and, and you see the car move over and okay, it'll clip a cone, but just the way it's shot, it doesn't do it justice. You don't understand how quickly that happened, how violent that move was. Right. The guy's trying to not get in the other lane and crash whoever he's racing with. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that just happened in a fraction of a second there. Yeah, it's basically like it almost just somebody punted the side of your car trying to jerk the wheel out of your hands. Like I said, there's times you're crossing the finish line with the wheel like this because it's got a cylinder out and you're too dumb to lift off the throttle, you know? So, <laughs> but, I mean, but come at the, on. At the same time, like, it's runs like that, and when you win, like, like oh, man, like, that that was awesome. Or a pedal fest, you know, yes. a pedal fest that you can yes. win. That That's where you're, like, that gets your adrenaline pegged at the max, I feel like. So you guys are talking about how your brain slows down and you're processing all the stuff. You put yourself in a pedal fest. Every time you whack that throttle, are you thinking, is the motor about to blow apart? How many more times can I get away with this? So 2000, what was it? 2017, I believe it was, Sonoma, uh, semifinals, racing Jack Beckman, blow him off on the starting line. Nine times out of ten, if you smoke the tires on a starting line, you're not catching the guy next to you, especially if he's trouble-free. Well, like, I just happened to crack a throttle and get back in it just because, like, you don't give up until you see the guy cross the finish line next to you. Well, 
Jack had a problem, like half track, like dead in the water. I'm like, oh, dude, like you see him come, like I'm gonna run out of room before I can chase him down. I think it was like probably ten feet that I had to get by him, and, like got the win. Like that to me, like blew my mind that it even happened. Right, like, you're, you're like, oh, come on, like, you're talking to yourself. You're like, oh, he's dead, he's dead. Come on, baby, come on. The pedal fest is, I mean, because you say you're like, bop. You know, and they, they're already unhooked, you know. Right, so yeah. To to... And to me, I'm not worried, like, if it's going to blow up. Like, you're punishing that thing. Like, it better not blow up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to crack it because, you know, the bad part is, is the way these butterflies work when you crack them, they're so violent. They're not like our cars when I first started racing in, like, 08, 09. You can't squeeze you, no, on, right? You used, right. Able, you used to be able to, like, get back on. The car will just have not, it didn't have the power it has the now. supercharger, right. Like, our cars can drop a hole and... They might lose two or three hundreds off their ET sometimes. Wow. Like, you know what I mean? It depends on how bad or where it drops at, of course, right? Yeah. But I had times we dropped at the step of the throttle and the car just goes a tenth slower. Okay? So, say you go on a 370 flight, it goes a 385. It's, it's still accelerating. Still accelerating. And you're shocked because back in the day when it dropped the hole, it never ran like that. Right. Like, it, like if you dropped the hole back in the day and you were running 380, you'll run a 405. Yeah. You get what I mean? <laughs> like, now. It'll drop a hole, and you guys say, did it drop a hole? Because you don't know because the car only lost 200 to 330. It doesn't lose until it really goes one-to-one at half, like not even half track, like three-quarters of the way down at 550 or 600 feet before 1,000 foot, right? Absolutely. So, so you're like, damn, really? And I, I know I got back a couple times. The creature goes, Brian, I go, you ain't feel that hole out? I said, Brian, it was a hundred and a half slower. You could tell me you could feel that? You know what I mean? He just, just said it because he didn't see it to hit the remote to shut you off. But we didn't blow it up, but it was like during a, a qualifying running because you don't want to tear your stuff up during qualifying, and you'll hit it all the time. But I was like, no, because before when it dropped the hole, you could feel your face go to like, you, your face will go hit the, it'll hit actually your, your dashboard. It'll literally go, whoom, and you're like, all right, you know it dropped the hole. Well, now it just goes, and like you're pulling back, but your head doesn't come forward no more because the door thing has got so much stake in the tank. It's still trying to, it's still trying to rip the asphalt up. Right, and like he was saying, back to pedaling it, the superchargers are so powerful now, and like they're creating so much vacuum that when you go to even crack the throw, like it sucks the blades open damn near. So it, oh. it takes like an art to like crack. roll into that thing. It is tough to do. Well. I know I've been around enough now that I, that I understand. And certainly it's designed to go wide open because yeah. you want it to react and, and get after it. It's, it's a race car. It's what it's for. But I've often, I remember early on, like why can't they just squeeze on a little bit? Well, I've since oh. learned a lot more, but that's just not an option for you guys. You got to break it. Like first you got to break the seal, right? Like when you let off the gas, when it, when it when you got done when you smoke the tires you let off the pedal the blades close and you got vacuum of it sucking the blades in okay so what you gotta do is you gotta break the suction so you gotta like break the seal where it goes pop but it goes pop and then you open the blades they go like all the way open almost again and what you gotta do is you gotta break the seal and then you gotta bring your toe back your foot back and control it so it doesn't close all the way and then you gotta try to like feather it down or you might do the old Dixon deal I'll call it. Dixon used to do a deal where he used Wild throttle, you just go on and off, on and off till the car got momentum and then go wide open. I used to watch the slow mo yep. and go, How does Dixon pedal so good? Tony was different. Tony used to keep his foot light on the pedal, so he just felt it smoke. He'll just let off and not let the blades close all the way. And then he'll roll it. He'll, he had a control where he didn't let it come back to where it always closed. It was like 
to like a burnout stop. Right. I was like, check that joker out. You know what I mean? <laughs> so but, he didn't immediately react and let his foot off. No, he just like, oh, just he, pull he, her back he, Like he let it come back, but wow. he didn't let it shut all the way so he didn't have to mat it open. So he was really quick to respond, but he was really quick to catch it. You have to be quick to catch it to do it because if you wait too long, it was already juiced up, spinning a lot. Yeah. You, you, you got to let off the like tires that. relax. You got to let the tire relax. Well, he caught it so quick that the tires relaxed when he's letting off the gas and hooked back up. And then he'll just feather it from there and come back down smooth. And Dixon was like a on and off guy, like, whoa, 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 and then went all the way down. Which it's easy to break that seal. I say easy, but when we hit the throttle initially, like, you're not just using your foot to, to crack the pedal. Like, you're basically kicking it. So, like, it's yes. easy to get that part. But, like you said, pedaling, that's when it's like, all right, now you got to be gentle. Like, it's, you got to tell yourself to calm down. That's the hard yes. part. Especially, like, if you smoke them early in the run, like, you usually got a lot of wheel speed. Like, all right. Settle down, which it's hard to tell yourself. And the guy's driving away from you oh, in the yeah, other lane. Yeah. You're like, "Come on, baby, catch, right. catch, catch it up." That has to be an eternity. It uh, seems like it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, AB, we asked Jr. and we pretty well knew knew a lot of his story coming up. What did you start racing first? I started racing uh, motorcycles when I was four years old. I literally got my first pedaling. Like I just learned how to ride my pedaling bike without training wheels. And I had a little Z50 Honda that I went out into the field and started racing. That's why I raced motocross for so long. Because when I was a kid, they didn't have junior dragsters. Junior dragsters didn't come for me until I was like, like they had them out like when I was 18. I was past that. was David Knapp and his son at Englishtown. Yep. You know what I mean? Vinny. Yep. Vinny Knapp with, yeah. with David. And I was just like, man. Why didn't they have that like 10 years ago? You get what I mean? It's like it came out like right when I, like I was just turning like 18. I'm like, I'll be darned. Because 17 was the cut or 18 yeah. was the cutoff. Yeah. And I was like, but they were the coolest things when they came out and half scale Draxers built the first one that's right out of North Jersey. You know what I mean? And uh, I'll never forget. I was like, man, but I just grew up doing the dirt bike thing and then I just raced dirt bikes for so long, but I was at the drag strip. During the week, I'd test and tune. My dad at Echo, English Town all the time. We'd go to Maple Grove, Cecil County, Island Dragway, New Media. MIR. We, yep, MIR. We'd go to yeah, uh, Butch Creek, Maryland at MIR. Mm. We, we've been all over the place. And just on that East Coast, you have, we have like five tracks within less than two hours away. So you went from the dirt bikes. How did it go into pro stock, or where did you go next to the drag racing? Well, the cool part is how I got my into the drag racing. I never got to drive none of my uncle or dad's race cars. You know, I was 17 years old, and what I did was I went to the drag strip, and I started doing street bike stuff because that's what I could afford. You get what I mean? I built a street bike, and my dad used to race motorcycles, drag race them. Little H2 Kawasaki two-stroke 750s. Bob Carpenter from New Jersey over there, oh, down yeah. South Jersey, mm-hmm. pro-stock bike guy. And uh, he did my dad's engine work and stuff like that. And then my dad looked at me, and then we met Troy Vincent. Who played for Philadelphia Eagles? Defensive He's married to back. your cousin, right? Yeah, married, to, married, married my cousin Tommy, right from Trenton, New Jersey, and it was crazy because he used to come there with his football buddies and some of his buddies that he knew from Philly, some of his boys he knew from up New York, some people that played for the Giants, Jets. They all had bike riders, and what they did was I was his jockey because I was <laughs> I, I was this little kid and nobody knew who I was and I came right from motocross it was all clutch control driving right. a street bike to a dirt bike I drive it backwards you get what I mean it was yeah. like it was nothing and uh and I had a lot of fun and they're like who's this kid you got Troy and I was small I was like 
140 pounds, 138 pounds, soaking wet, get on this bike. And I rode all his big bikes that Bob built for him. And he used to bet. He used to bet. I remember he used to bet. And then when we won money, he gave me a little piece of it, whatever it is. But we never lost. And he used to bet his guys are like, who is this kid? Because I was like a little kid when I was like 18. Like I was 13 years old. Like, and, all, and then all the other guys like, you let that kid whoop y'all ass ass. You know what I mean? And, 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 that's, and that's how it started. And then Troy got into it, met Dave Schultz. Yep. Met Dave Schultz through his son, Brian Schultz. And because Troy used to go to AMA Pro Star Race, love motorcycles. New fast by Ferracci out of Pennsylvania, who did the big AMA superbikes. He had a street bike that had a 200 horsepower that was a Ducati done up, Porsche black with his football number on it. All magnesium. I mean, he had some nice stuff. And then Troy goes, Aunt, I'm in college. He calls me up one day and goes, I want to go pro style bike racing. You want to be my jockey? I'm like, man, I got a full scholarship I got to turn down. Like, I just got done my two years. I'm about to go to my last two years in a four-year school, and I can pretty much go to any school I want to for track and field. I never forget. I was like, I'm like, let me think about it. I'm in. That's when my whole career started. That's how I literally went from a kid from a rural little town called Chesterfield, country out of New Jersey, South Jersey, to becoming a professional racer. But a lot of people don't realize a sacrifice where I gave up my track and field scholarship. I didn't get paid a dime for my first year of racing pro at all. It was a sacrifice for him to build the team for me to get going and to see if we can actually win a race and make it happen. And we got, and we didn't win a race the first year. Were you on a Suzuki? Yeah, I was then? on a Suzuki. Okay. There was no V twins or Harleys out there. It was right. all Suzuki's or Kawasaki's when yep. I raced. Everything was even. And Matt Hines and Angel were like the cream of the creme and John Myers was out there. But Angel was really when she was taking off and Matt and her were going tip for tap for championships. And I remember we joined Vance and Hines after the first year. And then we had power. Well, I used to leave on everybody. And the only way we used to run, we used to win on hole shots. I used to always qualify like between six to like the six to 10 spot. Somewhere in between there all the time. We're number five. Then the next year we started qualifying like number three, number two. And we won our first race in Dallas and everybody red light against me because they couldn't outrun us no more. Oh one and oh six finished second in the points. Yeah, just it killed me. And I, one year I finished third, and I only lost by forty points too. It's like it's like those deals where you like, all right, like we raced professional, and and that was the biggest thing in the bike the bike career is just that I love it where I'm at now is because we could push hard and we're not penalized. We can hit the tree as hard as we can. We got a little bit too much cushion and fuel, correct? But it's a lot better than going red because you saw yellow, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's a lot chance. going on there. Obviously, you know, wrinkle up the tire and get everything get everything moving. But those bikes, man, boy, they react so quickly. You often wonder if there's something you could do to them mechanically to slow them down. It, it bites Craywick and Hines, and these guys that are good on all old, tree, it bites them all the time. Yeah, old man Arana. That it's, was his, that oh was my his God. nemesis. Red all the time. Well, oh. NHRA could fix it because they just could change the lay. Right. Or they can just let them have an incandescent bubble game. They don't want them to, but they just need to adjust change the, the number. Yeah, Just change the number. They could do it by computer. It'll be so much better for the bike class because you want people to have to work on their craft to be better, not work on slowing yourself down. They're not human delay bikes. Right. When you're talking about a pro class, you should be able to see yellow, hit it, go, and then the one and the winners decide to finish line by thousand second. Not because somebody saw yellow and let it go. Oh, they got red, so this other person got to win. And that and that's the thing. I mean, that's what we were just talking about earlier. It's about 
the camera behind, the tracer, the light. I mean, it's like, come on, guys, listen. Simple things. Listen. Yeah. I mean, what? And I mean, I know they've got a newer regime there now. And listen, I like all the guys well. But the thing about it is, we got to do something to make it better. We got to do something to make it work better. It's, yep. it's, it's, it's happening, but you got to make more, more changes to make things happen, you know? So, but anyhow, and I'll finish with this ever ride a nitro bike. No, absolutely okay. not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Dip jokers are crazy. You were it, talking about it, the tracer it, and that's it, the exactly what it, I was thinking about. No, 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 no. Cause think about this. When have you not seen a nitro engine blow up? Can anybody tell me? <laughs> And what happens after they blow up? Fire comes Carnage. Out. Fire. Parts yeah. are everywhere. Who is going to lay their chest and their stomach? And it ain't the speed. I'll go to speed. Ain't no problem. You know what I mean? It's, you're gonna you got to wear a Kevlar vest to ride it. The Top Fuel yeah. Harley guys, I mean, they, they still scare me to death. Now, I, you were talking about John Myers and Schultz. Those guys are my heroes yes. back in the day. Elmer Trett. Right. On, on, on you know, and of course, that was a horrible day yes. when Elmer... And, and blame both at the same yeah. event. Oh, was there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But those guys, what about one of those fuel bikes, you know, say like, like Spider-Man? Like, Spider-Man? Like, uh, 250, know, I, 260? I, I, think, I think I like to try that one time because think about it is he got his stuff under wraps and is an inline four, so it's not a lot of stuff that flies out because the valve train, valve train's a lot smaller, but he's got that thing done upright. You know what I mean? Like oh, I, I nev- I, I've he never seen this stuff tear up. He runs it mild and it's got plenty of power and – he just goes faster and faster. And you see, Larry, he don't age. Nope. McBride oh, does not age, man. He looks better and better every time I see him. Yep. I'm pumped because I think they're supposed to run two of our events this yes. year. Like when I was a kid growing up, like they're at a lot of the events. Like I can't wait to see those things again. Yeah, I remember when I was growing up as a kid, the there was a Kawasaki shop. I was born and raised in Clearwater, Florida, and there was a Kawasaki shop down there, and the Terminal Van Lines bike mm-hmm. was down there. Bo Brockta ran that. It was just the coolest looking bike. Of all time, and and the uh, you know the fuel bikes were were super super cool back then. Yes, they are. I I, I love them. I love watching them. I just watch them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just watch them. No, I can't believe he rode with with Schultz. I can't believe he was he was your teammate. And uh, man, he was just Metho- Terry. He he, he he stopped Vance. Terry Vance was the king. Yes, and and he stopped him. And Terry Vance said he was the best. Pro stock rider of all time, and those those are words out of out of Terry's mouth. And uh, talk about a Terry was sharp though. Terry, 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 Terry. You got to remember, he's a sting. I call him a distinguished gentleman. Very humble, very kind. But Terry Vance was a bad man. Oh yeah, bad. I always call him the smooth operator. <laughs> he was another one had a really good looking uh, fuel bike. Smooth on the clutch. I mean, but he was the pro stock man. He was a pro stock man. Pro stock man. You know what I mean? Like. Byron Hines can make the power, and Byron Hines was a decent rider too. But Terry Vance, brother, that Joker knew how to get it done. But then Schultz comes along. Him and Myers just wicked battles for yes. years. Yep. And yes. yep. Schultz won six championships. There's a there's a story where Schultz fell off a ladder. I think he was doing some work to the top of his trailer. Fell off a ladder, both arms in a cast, and rode for five races and won a championship that year. Yes. <laughs> Yes, That's a he, 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 he was he was a bad man. He was a bad man, old Dave, and always right there with him and Cope. That was uh, Gray Cope back in those days, engine builder, yeah, really really yeah. sharp guy, sharp sharp. Star racing, you know George Bryce. George Bryce and and those cats, and that's when Angel and you're talking about. I mean they 
There were some vicious battles. Oh, and, oh man. There was just not battles. There was, there was words. There was fights. There was some bloodshed over there. But that's what made the sport what it was because they did not like each other. It was no make-believe. It was like Dave looked down like I want, he wanted to gut him. And, and George looked at him, he wanted to trip him and stomp on him. So they had no, it was no love lost between them two, trust me. Once again, an excellent time, man. Can't thank these guys enough for coming by. J.R. Todd, thanks, brother, man. We really appreciate you coming by. And, of course, uh, both you guys are nice and close, man. Straight out of Pittsburgh. You know it. A.B. You know rocked it. on over here as well, man. Thanks a lot, dude. And, and wish you guys the best of luck here this season. We'll get you back on here for sure. And uh, thanks for everything you've done for the sport as well all along the way. It's awesome. We thank appreciate you. it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure stay, being stay on. Skinny. Stay skinny. Stay skinny, man. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Skinny. To watch the video versions of all of our shows, please visit our YouTube channel, Fatheads TV. Be sure to check out all the latest sun and optical eyewear at fatheads.com. Special thanks to our sponsorship partners at Elliott's Custom Trailers and Carts. This has been a production of Fathead Studios. Please remember to subscribe.